0: hello and welcome back to tells on this episode of tells we have brad owen and andrew nimi in montreal and we're going to be talking to brad about everything hello brad hello andrew
1: hi how are you doing
0: good how are you guys doing?
2: We're trying to stay dry in rainy Montreal. It's uh, We had a pretty amazing day. The the first day I was here, at least. Probably second day Brad was here. Uh, yeah, it was beautiful. It was perfect. And now, uh, not so perfect. The opposite of perfect.
0: I know. 40 degrees. I don't know. I might just stay in Las Vegas.
2: Just bring a coat. You're coming on Friday. What's today? Thursday? You're coming tomorrow.
0: I am. And Brad's leaving? Yep. When are you leaving, Brad?
1: I'm leaving around I think 6.
0: Oh, so I'm just going to miss you.
1: Yeah, yeah, we haven't met yet. I'm uh a little disappointed. I think you met Jess, one of uh one of Andrew's and my uh viewers maybe a few weeks ago.
0: Yes, I did.
1: Yeah, so she she posted a picture of that and I was like, "Oh, this is weird. She she met Boosie before I did."
0: And we live <laughs> in the same small city.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to come to a meetup game at some point.
0: Oh, this recurring theme of the meetup game. I really have (laughs) to fix it so that it doesn't start to seem like I don't want to come to the meetup game. How was the meetup (laughs) game on Monday?
2: It was pretty good. We we had two tables going uh, throughout the night and we had more people on the list. But the room was so busy for this uh, party poker event here in Montreal at the Playground Club. There's so many people there that all the tables um, were in use. So they sort of like did some arranging for us specifically, which was pretty awesome to be able to sort us out with two tables and uh, make it like a semi-private game, I guess. So, yeah, there was was some extra people on the list that uh, weren't able to get in, unfortunately, but we were able to hang out with a lot of people at the the casino bar there. And uh, I didn't have too many drinks, which is always an achievement at uh, the meetup games for me. Yeah, it was good. Both Brad and I donated some money to our our lovely, loyal viewers, and good times.
0: And Brad, what's the most fun part of the meetup games for you? Uh,
1: for sure, just uh, talking with everybody after. Playing is fine, but it's kind of a weird dynamic where I want to win, but also don't want to beat the people <laughs> that watch the vlogs. <laughs> so that's kind of strange. So yeah, for sure, just having drinks with everybody after is the best part.
0: And so how do you not win too much money from everybody? Do you play like your C game or how do you do it?
1: (laughs) Well, I played my C game the other night, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, usually, I mean, I still try and play as well as I can, uh, but I kind of focus more on having fun where Andrew and I are, you know, having a beer and talking with everybody a little bit more than focusing on the game like we normally would if we were playing five ten or something.
2: I definitely tend to play my C game. Uh, I play some very adventurous hands that I might not normally not play, and uh, just try and gamble a little bit with.
0: Um, so, speaking of poker, how did you even get into poker, Brad?
1: Uh, my dad was involved in the casino industry, so he needed to learn all the all the casino games, and he brought home like a casino program where you could play every game, and you could play uh, limit hold'em against simulated opponents. So I used to come home every day after school. I was like 14, maybe. Um, it was like freshman year of high school. And I'd, yeah, I'd play against simulated opponents. And then I'd also play with my brother, my older brother and his friends.
0: Huh. And did you play online as well? Like when you were, what, what age do you have to be to play legally online? 18?
2: I think so. I think it's eight. Uh, is it eight? No, it's got to be 21, right? Probably. Yeah, probably 21 now. Okay. Yeah, I think it's 21.
1: But yeah, at that time, it was kind of the Wild West on online, and there were people that were 14 that were playing online. Uh, Maybe maybe not quite at that time, but like a year or two later, when I was like a senior in high school. But I I was a lifetime loser online. I didn't play too much.
0: Okay. And this is, and poker is like your second life, right? Can you tell us Uh, about your first life before (laughs) poker?
1: (laughs) Let's see, you mean in terms of careers? Yeah. So... I graduated in 2010 with a degree in accounting, and that was a tough time to be in that field. Uh, so I got a job leasing apartments in San Francisco. And then I, I won a seat into the main event. I won a satellite. And that kind of gave me the confidence to uh, play poker for a living. And then I uh, moved out to Vegas, did well for like six months, moved to L.A., got crushed, had to move back in with my parents. Studied for the CPA exams to be a certified public accountant. I passed those, but unfortunately, you can't get a job unless you're in college, basically, because all the accounting firms recruit through colleges. So I got my master's degree at UNLV, and I was playing poker on the side the whole time. Uh, Then got a job with one of the big four accounting firms. Worked there for a year, but it just wasn't something that was for me. So uh, I went back to poker in 2015.
0: Wow, that is wild. And Andrew <laughs> yeah. was just, like, traipsing around Europe, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I never got my uh, my CPA.
0: What, what was it about accounting that was not for you? I mean, you still really sit at a desk for plenty of hours as a poker player.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the opposite of what Andrew and I do, especially in terms of the blogs. Like, there's no real creativity, and it's very mundane and it's just a ton of work. You're on someone else's schedule. You just don't have any time to yourself. So it was really difficult. I was uh, dating somebody at the time. I just bought a house and it was really tough. I was traveling like 50% of the time. So I wasn't able to see my girlfriend and wasn't really able to maintain my house on my own.
0: Yeah, no, those big four companies are no joke, especially as a newbie. I think they work you until you're like, okay, this is normal. Working 70 hours a week is just normal.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: Um, And so you stayed in Las Vegas. Do you love it?
1: Yeah, actually, I, I really do uh, enjoy living in Vegas. I think I enjoy Northern California a little bit more, but uh, I've lived kind of all over California and Vegas is my second favorite city I've ever lived in.
0: Wow. How do you feel about Vegas Andrew? Is this your second favorite city ever?
1: <laughs> uh,
2: second favorite city ever? Well, I think my favorite cities are more expensive cities because because London and Los Angeles I think are my favorite cities, but they're just so ridiculously expensive to live there. So I mean, if I had like endless money, I would probably be splitting my time or at least putting a lot more time into um, LA. I would like to go to London more often. It's always sort of been a dream to have a place in Vegas and a place like in L.A. and uh, maybe like one more place somewhere else if we're uh, really dreaming. But, uh, I mean, the cost of living and like the ease of living in Las Vegas is pretty ideal. Like, it's just so, so simple. Um, You definitely get more for your money than uh, living in L.A. And, you know, there's like maybe half an hour of rush hour or something and wide parking spaces. (laughs) When you go to L.A., the parking spaces are tiny. Uh, you know, like you're living in the desert, um, it'd be nice to live somewhere with, that has a little bit more diversity in landscapes. Like you can go to the beach and go downtown and go snowboarding all within like reasonable time frame in uh, L.A. Um, but then again, it's like the weather is not that much to complain about in, uh, in Vegas. So it's a, it's a pretty nice life. Can't, can't really complain. Nope,
0: we can't complain. Um, Brad, the reason we got you on the podcast today... Now that all the formalities are out is because Andrew told us last week about this conversation you guys had after the meetup game in Sacramento <laughs> and I, and he couldn't remember the details. So I hope you remember some details because I'd like to get into that today.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we both had a few drinks at that point and, uh, it's kind of just me rambling. I think.
2: <laughs> well, when you say conversation, it was a, it was a YouTube live stream that we were engaging in with, a. The the few couple hundred people that were probably watching at like three in the morning, whatever that was. And uh, we also got the the bartenders at Stone's Casino involved occasionally in our (laughs) conversation. But then we immediately took down that conversation off of YouTube. Hopefully you can remind me as well, because I'm not sure I remember all of the uh, conversation either.
0: Okay, so, I mean, Andrew and I have been together for too many years, so we're a little bit out (laughs) of the out of the dating loop. The dating loop and and what happens. Um, I've learned a new term this week called orbiting. Do you know what that is?
1: (laughs) Orbiting? Yeah. No, maybe I've been been, uh, out of the loop myself a little (laughs) bit too long.
0: Okay, so apparently orbiting is when you are, uh, say you're on a dating site, you meet somebody on Tinder, you go on a date or two, and then you decide that you don't really want to be with them, so you ghost them. Right? You stop texting him, (laughs) but then you still watch all their Instagram stories and like all their photos.
1: Okay. Okay. That's Um, interesting. Wow. I didn't know there was a term for that.
0: Yeah. Apparently it's called orbiting. Uh, But you're freshly dating or freshly uh, single. How does that feel in this landscape of the Tinders and uh, online dating? How did you meet your ex girlfriend, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Uh, We met on Match.
0: Okay. So you took the time and filled out the five-hour application.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was a little bit. I was committed. You know, Uh, it was a little bit easier back then because I was working for the accounting firm. I think that is a much better job to have when you're dating because (laughs) (laughs) when you when you put like professional poker player slash like coach slash YouTuber on your dating profiles, no one is that impressed. You're a coach. I just put that on there. <laughs> I coach. I coach one guy one time. <clears throat> All right, cool. So, yeah.
0: okay, so poker player slash YouTuber is not very high on the list of wants. You think?
2: No, it's uh, it's very low. Oh, very low. So, when you strike up a conversation with someone uh, on the dating app, right? Do they uh, immediately ask you what's this YouTuber
1: thing? Well, lately, it's kind of just been like oh, you're only in town for a week. And then that's kind of like the end of the conversation because we've been, Andrew and I have been traveling a lot. But yeah, it's just tough. Like this whole lifestyle is just not really conducive to uh, starting new relationships.
0: Okay, so how many dates have you been on?
1: So I've been on zero. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so um, you're
0: just like swiping. <clears throat> you're just spending time swiping at the moment? I've
1: been, yeah, Sometimes, sometimes I'll do selective swiping. And then sometimes I'll do perpetual swiping. (laughs) Are these these words that you came up? with? I just came up with them just now. Okay. So selective swiping would be like, all right, I'm actually looking at profiles and seeing like who I would be interested in. Whereas perpetual swiping would just be just saying yes, I'm interested in everybody and seeing which ones I get a match with, and then filtering it from there.
0: That is hilarious. Okay, but okay. So are you planning to continue? Um, on the Tinder path since, I mean, you're going to be here for most of, right. For the summer, but is that, it's not really the ideal time to be trying to, you know, start a relationship. So how do you think that's going to work?
1: Um, these are all good questions. (laughs) Uh, it's going to be tough dating. I mean, dating in general, especially in Vegas is really tough. I found that when Andrew and I were in Sacramento, there was a lot more interest I don't know if that's because I'm from Northern California and kind of like give off a Northern California vibe that makes people out there more interested. Um, but Vegas, yeah, I just don't really do that well in terms of getting matches and the matches I do get. Even I'm kind of like on the fence where I'm just like, I'm not sure if I'm that interested in these people, but it's just really difficult to find good, like wholesome uh people to date out there.
2: It could be like a combination of things between uh, you being from the area and people sort of click with that as well as like just the number of people that are visiting Vegas and are transient or whatever and uh, they're just looking for something else, you know?
1: But I also feel that Vegas doesn't really attract that many normal women. You know, there aren't like a ton of jobs that would bring like normal women out there where like they're going to be like cocktail waitresses and like strippers and work at the pools, work at the clubs. They're going to be professional hot chicks that are just, uh, professional
0: you Professional know. hot chicks?
1: Yeah, that's a term that I also coined.
0: <laughs> okay, so for... tell me, you are no accountant yourself, so what is a normal right. woman?
1: Uh, yeah, someone who works in like marketing might move out to Vegas. There's a lot of marketing opportunities, but... I just want someone who works kind of like a normal nine-to-five job to balance out my life a little bit. Actually, you know what? They don't have to work a normal nine-to-five job. It's just uh, I just want, like, a good down-to-earth person. I mean, I'm not sure why they
2: would be on Tinder, though. But, like, I think a lot of people, a lot of girls move to Vegas, and a lot of guys do this as well, but for different jobs. A lot of girls move to Vegas for an opportunity that's gonna make them a lot of money and then maybe they're gonna meet someone in that line of work. Like a bottle service girl at a pool, for example. Maybe they're gonna meet someone who is a client of the uh the establishment or they're gonna meet someone like through their work, I guess maybe. But uh yeah, I mean I don't know why do you find that like those people are on
1: Tinder? Do you see uh people like these people like bottle service people? Yeah. 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 They're they're all over Tinder.
0: They all (laughs) know Tinder. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess you have to ask whether you want a sort of relationship right now or, you know, do you want to focus on your poker and your YouTubing?
1: Yeah, kind of a little bit of both. It's always nice to have a balance. You know, I don't want to just play poker and just do YouTube stuff 24-7, which it feels like kind of has been the case the last couple months, Mm -hmm. just kind of taken over. But which is cool. It's fun to focus on a career and all that. But I'm, I'm 30 right now and I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to be with somebody who I love and want to come home to and all those things. Romantic. Yeah.
0: I know. It's so sweet.
1: But uh, what about you guys? How has it been with, uh, I'm sure there's been a lot of adjustments since Andrew started the vlog and he's been traveling a ton like this month. You guys, how has that affected your guys' relationship
0: I think I definitely miss Andrew being home, but I also realize that nothing lasts forever. So I think just keeping that or taking that into account, then it's not that bad. You know, like I know he's going to be here all summer long and then I'll wish he had like somewhere to go, you know. (laughs) So uh, for me, it's just like really enjoying the moments that we are together and the moments that we're not together. So I don't know. what and about you, guys are, you Andrew?
2: Um, well, this month is like so hectic and it's not, It's. I don't think it's going to be a normal month. I don't, I don't think I really want it to be a normal month where it's like just trip after trip after trip and there's far less days at home than there are uh, on the road. I mean, I think it's cool to like have, uh, you know, some of both where go away for a week and then back for, you know, a week and a half or two weeks or something and then another trip. This one is a little bit too hectic for my tastes, I think. <laughs> So it's good. It's good in that regard. But uh, whenever there's something that's like I think whenever you're focusing on one thing, that something else suffers a little bit. So like if we're focusing super hard on work, then we're not spending the quality time that uh, we might get to spend. Otherwise, get to like go on bike rides through downtown Las Vegas. That's uh, I would I would maybe trade a couple of days of uh, the travel for one one of those days.
0: Oh, that's so sweet.
2: Isn't it's it? So that, that, sweet. That sounded really good. <laughs>
0: So Brad, has being single affected your poker play in like a good way or adversely?
1: Um, So my girlfriend and I, we were getting in arguments pretty regularly. You know, it was like pretty evident that the relationship was done for a while. And so that was definitely affecting my poker play, especially when I was going through downswings. I'd get more annoyed, you know, when we'd get in petty arguments. So as soon as we ended the relationship, my results were quite a bit better, like, Literally, like the day that we kind of ended it. Wow. Um, so I, I think I think a lot of that is like coincidence, though. Too it certainly was running better, but I think that the universe has a way of uh, <laughs> rewarding you for when you're doing things, living life the way that you should be, or something. And I feel like getting out of that relationship was just something that I needed to do. And then uh, poker poker uh, started getting better.
0: That's incredible. I mean, I think for sure, you know, it is a mental game, so it takes a toll on your mental functioning, right? If you're not in a good space all the time. Especially when you have to come home and try and rest and um it's not good. So Andrew, does when we have a fight, does it affect your poker play? I
2: don't know. I mean I feel like we don't really like fight that often. So I mean it's like it's just sort of like a annoying, gross feeling to be like in a fight or whatever when you're like in an argument with each other. But I feel like I feel like we get over our fights pretty quickly, like within a day or whatever. So I don't think we've been in, like, a week-long fight, have we? Uh,
0: not, not, in, not in, like, eight years or something. So, yeah, it's a long okay, so time.
1: Pretty, good, pretty good track. Right Sounds like Lucy so remembers, like, the specific. Uh, it was, like, over eight years ago? So eight years, three months, and four days ago.
0: And it began um, at 12.15.
1: I feel like I probably, I
2: don't know if I would even play poker if we're, like, in a, in, in a massive fight. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but I have been in a massive fight in a while. So, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, like, when you're playing poker, you want to be in a good mindset. And uh, if things aren't, if you're sort of tilted about, like, uh, something that you're upset about with uh, with your partner, then it's probably not going to serve you that well in general.
0: And so what did you do to heal your heart, Brad, just in case somebody else is broken up with their girlfriend and they might be wondering, you know, like they're a poker player. So for you, your results got better. But right. what if you're still in a little bit of a funk? And um, well, what did you do to sort of bomb the heart?
2: Let me, uh, let me see if I can like take a guess at this first and then <laughs> see, see if it's correct. Because I feel like there's probably a lot of things that you were tilted about like by being in the relationship. Right. So I'm guessing that it felt better when you made the decision to go your separate ways and wasn't like super depressing
1: yeah so there were there were just a lot of like lifestyle differences I mean uh her family was quite a bit different than mine, and uh she was five and a half years younger, I think, so she didn't really have a lot of relationship experience, and we didn't communicate well like that's the thing that I noticed with you and Andrew is that you guys obviously communicate well, which is super important when we when we ended things, it was a little bit like alleviating is that a word sure, yeah. So I felt uh, alleviated. It
2: reminds me of like when I broke up with my last girlfriend before uh, meeting Boosie. And then I moved to Vegas like shortly after that. That was sort of like what we decided each of us were going to do. She was going to move back east to be with her family, closer to her family. And uh, I was going to go to Vegas because I was playing online poker and doing really well for like, I don't know, eight months prior to that or something. Yeah, it was like we just weren't really, it was just like not that exciting uh, of a relationship like towards the end and yeah, probably like not a lot of communication going on. It was just like, what's the point of this really? So for me, it was like, man, I'm just going to be able to like, just go grind poker, move to Las Vegas and uh, <laughs> do my thing and do whatever I want to do. I'm like, this is
1: going to be great. And, uh, and, hey, sorry, were
0: you, were you coming to look for professional hot chicks too?
1: <laughs> well, first of all, I'm not, I'm not looking for a professional hot chick. I'm trying to look for someone who's not a professional hot chick. Um,
2: if they were going to be, you know, in my, in my environment, in my, in my peripheral vision, then I wasn't going to complain about it. (laughs) (laughs) But you uh, you lost the cat also, right? Yeah. I also lost a cat in the relationship. That was the most tilting thing for me as well. Oh Um, my
0: gosh. Yeah, that's right. You lost your cat.
2: Yeah. So very similar, very similar story. That was, uh, kind of sad. I think I still have pictures of this cat somewhere, somewhere around, (laughs) um, framed, framed, (laughs) than that it was like it was like exciting more than uh, um, a downer or whatever
0: so what so there was no agreement about Cosmo to sort of share seeing him or anything like that
1: no um, the cat was a gift to me for my birthday <laughs> oh no yeah and she she paid for him and she paid for pet insurance uh, so she paid all the bills so that was like her her uh, claim to him, you know.
0: Yeah, but makes sense.
1: Him being a gift, I thought that I would have some rights.
0: Oh man! <laughs> and uh,
2: when you uh, when you guys split up and you wanted to uh, communicate with Cosmo, did you have to send a message to her dad to pass the message <laughs> on to Cosmo? Pretty
1: much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it, was, it was awkward because I was. I said to her dad, you know. Please tell Cosmo, don't worry, I'm going to steal you back. So I don't know if he relayed that message or not. That must have been awkward.
0: Yeah. Uh, Andrew, I don't, I don't know if I know your thoughts. If you break up with somebody, cut off communication altogether, or still stay friends? In quotation marks, I think Andrew's an orbiter. Brad, what about you? <laughs>
1: For sure. So I think it's fine to cut off communication for a while, you know, have kind of a clean break and both of you guys can get your, you know, your lives uh, back in order. But then eventually I think it's good to stay in touch. I was with my ex-girlfriend for three years. So that's longer than a lot of people are married for. And uh, I think it's fine to stay in each other's lives kind of on the peripheral, just check in every once in a while, see how they're doing. I think that's kind of a sign of maturity i can kind of understand how it's annoying for future uh girlfriends or boyfriends if you know you're talking to your ex or whatever but i don't know i think it's i think it's nice i obviously loved my ex-girlfriend and want her to do well and be successful i don't know that she feels the same way
0: (laughs) okay and andrew what are your thoughts on this
1: uh
2: so it depends a lot on uh the terms uh how you guys split up and went your separate ways for me with that last girlfriend we were we both saw things the same way i think that it just made sense to kind of go our different ways so we both like still liked each other a lot as as people just it didn't make sense to be um in a relationship i don't think where it just wasn't that exciting or interesting or whatever so yeah i mean when it's a split up like that i think it makes sense to like uh you know, be friendly and check in on each other maybe once in a while. Uh, obviously, not like super frequently. It doesn't need to be something like that. But uh, yeah, if you guys uh, split up, um, what's the what's the phrase? Amicably. Yes, amicably. <laughs> um, then it makes sense to just you know send the occasional message or you know like their photo or something like that.
0: Okay, so you're both orbiters. I, from <laughs> my side, as a girl, I think it doesn't matter whether it was good or bad. You cut off communication because it's okay. like a new uh, life.
1: Boosie, you're killing me here. I'm trying to get rights to the cat back, <laughs> and you're telling me
0: you're telling I know me no. It's, it's, that pot is really crappy. Um, but
2: <laughs> I don't I, see how you're, I don't. Yeah, I don't see how you're
1: going to get rights. I, I don't. I don't see how it'll work either. But okay. So sorry, Boosie, I cut you off.
0: No, no, that's fine. But I think <laughs> you cut off all communication so that whatever new relationship because what what why are you looking at your ex girlfriend's photos? Yes, you loved her, but now that chapter is closed and you need to go yeah. to the new chapter with like fresh new start. I,
1: yeah, I agree. I, I think it's just a little bit weird. Like I had a high school sweetheart. So we dated and we dated for like 5 years all through college. It was really close with her family. And uh now she lives in Switzerland and she's married, which is great. Like I'm I haven't met her husband, but uh he seems like a really great guy and I'm happy for her and like I'm not at all interested in her romantically, but we were just so close and uh I want her to be doing well, you know, so sometimes I <laughs> I don't I don't like go to her Facebook or anything, but like if something pops up on my newsfeed about her I'll I'll look at it, you know. Is that okay? Or is that is that orbiting uh, and not, I mean, not I think okay? It's,
0: it's it's not good or bad, but I think for me personally, just having like a fresh start is good. Sure. Because it it like never goes away, right? There's always a part of you with that person, whether you see them all the time or like check their Facebook or not. You know what I mean? Like a part of your life will always have been with that person. You don't really need to stay connected to it
2: yeah I think a lot of it depends on um, how much time you're focusing on doing the thing that you want to be focusing on and I think that's sort of like what you should be doing so like for me it was focusing on work and then probably focusing on eventually focusing on meeting new people so I think when you're doing those other things there's just not a lot of time to be like looking at other people's Facebook profiles (laughs) (laughs)
0: Okay. Um, so I just had one thing to say, Brad. I don't, I think you maybe have to change the idea that, uh, girls in Las Vegas are sort of not the type of girl that you're looking for because your life is not normal any longer. Do you know what I mean? So even though that's what you might think that you want, just allow yourself to be open. I think they obviously will, I think girls in Las Vegas, even the, Professional hot chicks. I've met girls who, you know, were in that industry um, and are no longer, and they just genuinely like hardworking hustler type girls. Um, a lot, some of them are not going to be that way. And obviously, you're just going to have to go through that process. But imagine finding somebody who's very supportive of what you do and very open and excited for you to go and do your YouTube thing. Versus somebody who you think you might want, who's got, you know, the perfect job and the perfect title, but then she doesn't get or truly support. She's always hoping that you'll go back to one of the big four or McKinsey and become (laughs) an analyst.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well said.
0: (laughs) Just be more open. And yeah, like there's no, you can still try match, right? I think match or eHarmony is still a thing. Well, yeah to fill
1: out i'm the just form. just terrified i might see my ex-girlfriend on match at this point <laughs> <so>. <laughs> i know she's not on tinder
0: oh okay but yeah i mean it's still it's still it's still early right how many months has it been like a couple like yeah it's you?
1: it's uh yeah like two months a little over two and a half months now yeah it's pretty short
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so i mean there's no like big rush Uh, But was there anything else you spoke about during this conversation at the bar that we need to know about the happenings on Tinder? Because, first of all, Andrew has no idea about pop culture at the moment. He's, like, completely disconnected. So uh, we need you and all the young people to keep us, you know, connected to the world.
1: Yeah. What else do we talk about? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, I mean, Tinder, Tinder is pretty interesting. It's not really uh i mean maybe it is like a hookup app for some people but definitely not for for me and i think most people use it as like a legit dating app you know it's it's pretty cool that you can go you can filter through like hundreds of people within like an hour which saves a lot of time yeah i know we talked about uh bumble a little bit yeah so are you familiar with bumble at all Boosie?
0: yeah bumble is where the girl has to initiate
1: yeah, so I tend to have a little bit more success on that because I got swindled into buying this, <laughs> buying this $50 oh, yeah. uh, thing that's basically like a HUD. I, I remember you guys talked about HUDs uh, for online poker in the right. last, last one. So basically what it allows me to do is not go through all the profiles. It, it shows me which profiles are interested in me, and then I can just say, yeah, I'm interested back or not. Oh. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. So it's like I get a I'm not like blindly looking through people. I I already know, you know, who's interested. Which so all the power is in my hands. Which is which is nice.
0: Technology. <laughs> so then once you at least know that she's interested, then you can initiate contact and obviously have a higher probability of getting a response back, right?
1: Right. Yeah. So I just I just say, "Yeah, I'm interested." So it matches us and then I wait for to start the conversation
2: so what do you mean you got swindled into buying this $50
1: upgrade I didn't know what it was so it was like the first day I got Bumble and I thought that just to match people I needed to pay like $50 or something (laughs) (laughs) but 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 it gave me like superpowers you, you
0: always get uh you you will you use the service better and you get sort of more value from something that you pay for or not
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's $50 for three months, so it's like $16 per month, which is nice. I just hopefully, you know, I'm not really on Bumble for three months, I guess.
0: <laughs> okay, so now that you, we know Brad's on Tinder and Bumble, maybe there's some hot girl who's listening to the podcast and is like yeah. eyeing Brad.
1: Maybe even a professional hot girl.
0: Maybe even a professional hot girl. What <laughs> are you looking for in a girlfriend, Bradley?
1: Uh, someone maybe who shops at Whole Foods.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, (laughs) okay.
1: (laughs) No, uh, no, I think, I think that's, that might be the best place to meet, to meet people is like Whole Foods or like through yoga. People who enjoy doing things outdoors, who uh, have good like values. I like people who read books in their free time. I feel like not a lot of people read anymore. These are like very specific things that, that just, uh, I don't know. I like family oriented people. I don't know anything else, Andrew. <laughs> Attractive people, I don't know. Um, I just want to have good conversations, have a few drinks. Someone who likes going to nice dinners, someone who likes like comedy shows, circus shows, those kind of things. Um, I'll go to a club like once every six months, but I'm not really like a club guy. I don't think I've ever had like a list of things
2: that I was looking for that mm-hmm. I want them that I want them to be into. I think I just wanted to find somebody interesting. Oh,
0: look at you, Andrew. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, they have to be like interesting and obviously a little bit open-minded. Since like I was a poker player, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess people they like to have their they like their interests and want to share their interests with other people, which is reasonable. But I think I've always been like pretty open-minded to like various experiences, so that it wasn't anything in particular I needed to do um, with that person. So hmm. yeah,
0: that's very very interesting. Um, Brett wants the. Lululemon girl, so yeah.
1: you better well, sign
0: up for True Fusion or one of these yoga studios, and you know
1: I don't know. Just seems like the people who do yoga, they just seem to they just seem to be good people for whatever reason. Lucy, I don't know. Lucy can tell you. Lucy can tell you about some yoga drama. That oh yeah, might, uh, change your mind.
2: Uh-oh. Yeah,
0: it's it's yeah. As as soon as you put people together, there's always going to be uh, what is it called? Like stuff happening. So it's yeah. not perfect. No sort of place or community is perfect. Did
1: you battle over like uh, where you wanted to sit in the classroom or something? No, or- <laughs>
0: no, not at all. Not at all. Um, I think <clears throat> the as a yoga student, uh-huh. I've had the most amazing experiences, and I did a yoga teacher training, and then you see all the yoga politics which you don't expect so if you're um, just a student i think you'll be fine and the experience is really amazing and you will meet you'll meet like a lot of good fun people uh yeah join a true fusion or the 103 yoga oh
1: i'm not i'm not gonna join yoga
0: no I don't how think, are you no, going to meet I'm, this girl
1: i maybe i'll just sit outside like a yoga class <laughs> <laughs> But, okay, so you maybe somebody. I'll find like a strip mall where there's like a yoga and then like a bunch of other stuff and I'll pretend I'm getting out of the other stuff like right as they're getting out of yoga
0: do you shop at Whole Foods
1: so he's no. already he's already trying to like deceive his future partner it's <laughs> a great start no it'll just be like a serendipitous thing yeah sure uh, do um, you
0: shop at Whole Foods
1: no I don't I wish I did see I want people so I think the key thing in any relationship is just that You want to be with people who like push you to be better and who like I want to be with someone who's like trying to improve herself, whether that's like financially or like intellectually or physically or whatever. And, uh, you know, I want to hopefully add to her life Mm -hmm. and I want kind of like the same thing for myself.
0: Okay, so what do you think you are adding? Because so maybe you do get the Lululemon girl who shops at Whole Foods. (laughs) What are you going to add to her? If she's listening, Lululemon girl.
1: Uh, probably just a different perspective on life. You know, um, it's tough to say without knowing who the person is. But yeah, I mean, I think that's all you can really do, right? Is kind of just uh, add add to perspective. I don't know. So quite you how to want describe. her to
0: make you healthy and make you fit, but you're just going to add <laughs> a new perspective.
1: Exactly. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you're understanding. <laughs>
0: Oh man, uh, Andrew, what do you and have it's, to say? It's to crazy.
1: This? It's crazy that I'm single right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I have to add to this. Really,
2: I'm just uh, I'm enjoying this <laughs> listening to this podcast. Really, I,
1: mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know how I would add like specifically right now without without knowing the person. You know. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. You join yoga, and maybe because my one of my teachers, her boyfriend was just at her yoga class and asked her out and so that's how she met her boyfriend so you know if you like sort even if you're not sure that that's what you want to do permanently at least go and try it if you're interested in somebody who might be interested in yoga then you need to get your little tush over to yoga
1: <laughs> and do some yoga so so this guy, he was actually in the class or he was just walking by outside?
0: No, he was not walking by or waiting outside <laughs> the studio. He was in a class and he came regularly. And, okay. And then, you know, he eventually mustered up the courage to ask her out. And that's not the first one. I have another girlfriend uh, and she met a boyfriend who was her student as well. So,
1: So confirmed yoga is the best place to meet people apparently. <laughs>
0: If that's the type of girl that you want, if you want a yogi who, you know, shops at Whole Foods, she might be vegan. Um, so oh, no, to- that's
1: it. We're done. We're done. Can't, can't. I've decided that I can't date anyone who's uh who's vegan.
0: Why? You see, you're cutting off all your options here. Andrew, it's, I think it's you need so to talk hard. to Brad.
1: I, uh, I don't
2: know. I think he's just going to have to live these experiences himself and find out, figure it out. It's, I mean yeah I think you have to be pretty open minded if you're in the pool but I guess it just depends like you want to uh if you see yourself going to steakhouses on these dates or with your your partner or whatever you want to check out the the newest steakhouse in Vegas it's going to be tough with the vegan yeah yeah that's kind <laughs> of what I want Oh man <laughs> Yeah it depends what you like to do and uh how open minded you want to be really
0: Yeah that's very interesting. This has been the most fun conversation. I'm so grateful, Brad.
1: Good. Yeah, it's been, I've had a good time too.
0: Um. So, any last words to maybe a potential suitor out there? Put your best foot forward, oh, forward man. in the podcast. This,
1: uh, <laughs> I feel like this is like a dating game show. We should, uh, <laughs> I think we should,
2: I think we should start uh, charging our guests to come on here and just like, Provide a, uh, a dating profile platform yeah.
0: for them. I think so too. Obviously from what? End of May until July, you're going to be pretty busy with poker. So maybe during that time you can start, you can think about what you will add to this relationship with your yogi <laughs> attending Lululemon girl. Uh, right. And then, yeah, and then once July comes, I'm going to be checking in on you and being like, what's happening, Brad?
1: Good. Yeah, that sounds perfect. We'll do. We'll do one of these maybe in uh, in July, and we'll see how things have progressed and how I've uh, realized how I can help other people become better or something for what I can add. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, and Andrew, any uh, last words to Brad to before you send him out into the big world?
2: Uh, I think. I think patience is going to be somewhat key here. Um, it's still early days post-previous relationship. So um, I don't think we need to be in too big of a hurry. There's some fun things happening career-wise. This is another thing we talked about at the uh, Stones in the conversation was that when, when I split up when I was Brad's age um, and I lost my cat, I was basically like doing, I mean, I had the, su- the success with online poker in the early days, but that was like sort of, uh, false sense of success because I was about to move to Vegas and um, not be a very good professional poker player. And uh, I think he's in a much better spot um, than I was. So he can definitely, he, he has that to sort of like focus on while, you know, not being in too big of a hurry at the same time to find someone. He's a young man. He's a handsome man. He's uh, he's like over six feet tall. So it will be all right. I'm not too worried about him really.
0: Very good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for chatting and being on tells brad we look forward to having you again and uh all the best for the series and the dating game
2: (laughs) thank you and uh yeah thanks for having us on your podcast listeners
0: until next week bye